uh, for the invitation that Malihambe has done again. This is the second time I come here to speak the word of God. Who still remembers the last time when I was here, the same one that you spoke about? No one. Who still remembers? No one. It's fine. Uh, we grow up and uh, there's a lot of things that happen and our memories uphold a lot of stuff. And then at the end of the day, there are things that we must forget anyway. But, last time I was here, I said, you cannot please God without faith. We're looking at Hebrews chapter 12, last time when I was here. So today we're looking at Revelation chapter 21. And you are looking at verse 7, which says, He that overcometh shall inherit all things. Now, now, before we even proceed uh, for the promise that comes after. Now, there's a condition to this blessing. He that overcometh. So, you see, when you're about to overcome something, there's a battlefield that you undergo. There's a trial that you undergo. There is a, a barricade that you have to break through. There is something that you need to fight against with. That's when the overcoming comes. But if you do not overcome, you cannot have these things. Now, my concern is, what are those things? And what am I overcoming? Because if I do not know what am I overcoming, I still do not know what are those things. But if God is promising that there are things that belong to you, I like one thing about him. He does not display exactly, he does not detail exactly what things are. He just says these things. But because Jonah was given a hint, a glimpse of the glory, Jonah says, and I saw a new heaven and a new earth coming down, prepared like a bride. You know, some of us have been to weddings. We will, maybe we will wait in a few years coming. I've seen how they prepare the bride. She will be different from the, any other days we have seen that person. The, the, the shoe that she wears is a special shoe that go, you go and buy in a special shop. The dress that she puts on is a specific one that the tailor had made for her. The hairstyle that she puts is something that you have never seen before. She will be completely different from what you're used to. And then when you see her, that means there's a preparation that has gone there. But all this time she's been fighting to get there. There are battles that she fought. Now she's getting her ring. But Jonah says, this heaven and this earth that is coming down, for I saw that there were streets of gold. I... We are used to these pavements of uh, tars and uh, tiles. When you're walking on the street, the next thing there's a chewing gum under your shoe. The next thing you're stepping on a Zimba cheapest paper. The next thing you're falling in a pothole. There is all that rubbish that you can imagine. But those who have seen fine gold, fine gold glitters to the extent that if you look at it, you can see your reflection. That's how clean these streets are. I can't wait to see the pick it up team of heaven. How they do this thing. So Jonah says we'll be walking on top of such stuff. How beautiful it's going to be. You see, you will not understand this because... The eye has not seen. Neither the ear hear what the Lord has prepared. If you read from the book of heaven, written by Eleanor, it says, God has kept his things secret, even from the angels, that he has prepared for men. You see, in this earth that we have gone through, 
I have seen people suffering and I have longed to help them, but I had nothing to do to help those people. I have seen people sick in diseases in the extent that some of the prayers that you pray cannot do anything with those diseases. I have seen people dying and we confirm that this death is unfair. If could have the doctor done this, maybe he was going to survive. If the driver could have accelerated or clashed, maybe he was going to, not going to hit that person. There are deaths that have happened in our lives and we still say this one is what? is unfair. But Jonah says we shall see them on the other side. This earth is our winter, where all the cold and the breeze is upon us. But behold, the summer is coming, which is in heaven. But now, what are we overcoming? Here in heaven, when you read from the book called The Truth About the Angels, she says we will be able to see each other, the righteous one. We will be in the righteous platform with our Savior then talking about how we made it on planet Earth. And then we will compare the goodness that is in heaven with the trials that were on Earth. And then we will see that the trials that were on Earth are nothing compared to this glory. Early writing says, God will zoom planet Earth and planet heaven in the 1,000 years so that those who are on planet Earth can see those who are on planet heaven. And those on planet heaven can see those on planet earth. We are not told about audibility, whether you can discuss, I'm not sure about that. But we are told about vision, that you'll be able to see each other. So when we see each other, those who are outside, they'll be able to say, oh, I missed. Those who be inside, we don't care you're outside, we'll be celebrating of what we've been through. So now here comes the situation. When this happens, this is the reason why I wanted to go to heaven. When this happens in the end of the millennium years, then God will, will already have raised those wicked ones. Now that they will be seeing us with their leader, Satan, there, and now we'll be on the other side, on the glorious side. Now that you have raised both the wicked and the righteous, then the wicked, they will try to attack heaven. Then God, fire will come from nowhere and destroy them. Now the devil is dead, but you are still not happy. This is the happiest moment when Jesus stands and says, You, you, death, die. Then when we see death dying, then we'll be sure. Now nothing can take us away from God. One thing that man has not found out how to defeat it is death. We had issues so many times since the revolution of men. We have found out how we can survive in this and that. We found out how we can travel fast, how we can call each other fast, how we can heal the disease. But we have no clue of how to deal with death. One thing that scares us is death. But we are happy because there's a time where God will speak to death and say, You, death, die. Then when Jonah writes on the Revelation 21, says on verse 2, and had a wall great and high, and the twelve gates, and the twelve gates angels, and names written thereon, which are the names of the twelve tribes of Israel. Now understand something. We spoke about this in the morning when we were in the lesson. These gates have got how I many? Twelve gates, right? The names of who? Of Israel. Now understand something here. Jacob was the father, whom was lately called Israel, right? His wife... He had wives, actually. This one was born, Reuben was, was given birth by Leah, right? Leah gave birth to four children, right? Which is the woman that 
Jacob did not like. Was that clear? Jacob loved Rebecca. Sorry, Rachel. More than Leah. Right? So there are children who were given birth by the woman Jacob did not love. But their names are written in the gates of heaven. So it doesn't matter where you are born. God still blesses you. Some of the children were given birth by the maids. But still God did what blessed them. We're all going to be there. And Jonah continues and says on verse 13. Let's go to verse 14. And the wall of the city had 12 foundations. And in their names of the 12 apostles of the Lamb. These are the disciples. Verse 23. And the city had no need of the sun. Neither of the moon. To shine in it. For the glory of God is lightened in. And the lamp is right there. Now understand something here. I can't wait to see a day or a night without the sun. I want to see how it's going to work. So I am going to this place. The Bible says there will be no what? No sun. But still there will be what? A day. And the gates of that city will not be shut. They will be forever what? Open. Now understand something. In the ancient Israel, right? In the ancient Israel, cities were built surrounded by walls so that the enemies cannot attack the cities, right? So when the sun sets, the gates are closed so that no enemy can what? Can attack through the gates. But here when it says the gates are always open, it means there is no more enemy to attack. Forever in joy and in happiness. I want to go to this place. I cannot miss to go into this place. When we are discussing in our days the difference between the Father and the Son and the Spirit, we do a lot of dispute and chaos inside of it and we do not come up with answers what it is going to be. But we are told that up there we will see them face to face. I can't wait to see him face to face. Tell your neighbor, I am going also. Oh, you're not sure? All right. You're not sure? All right. That's fine. Then when he continues again, now he says, verse, uh, chapter 21, verse 25 now. No, no, let's go to verse 26. 25 is of the gates. And they shall bring the glory and honor of the nations into it. You see, the glory and the honor comes when something has been achieved. When you have achieved something, there is that celebration that comes inside to a few Yes, I did it. I did it. I did it. And you celebrate unconditionally. That is the glory that we will bring to God. That all that time when we were suffering on earth, all that time when we had sleepless nights because there was no food, all that time when we had sleepless nights because we were in abusive relationships, all that time when we had hard times on earth, now we have made it to the glory. Then we will forever sing and thank God for that. I am going to this place. The writers continue about the beauty of heaven. Chapter 22 now, verse 1. And he showed me a pure river of water, of life, clear as crystal, proceeding out of the throne of God and the Lamb. Now understand something. There is something keen between God and water. So if you go to the book of Revelations, sorry, of Genesis chapter 1, it will tell you that verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Verse 2, and the earth was without form or void, right? Verse 3, and God said, let there be light, and there, and there was. So if you go to, back to verse 2, to tell you that the spirit of the Lord was moving upon the what? The waters. So there was nothing except what? Waters. 
If you continue reading, going to verse 8, verse 9, tells that, and God separated water from water. So he commanded some waters, and the other waters went to stay up there somewhere above the skies. You stay here. You stay there. And the waters managed to do what? To separate those who have been to the sea, right, and saw the ocean. That amount of water that you look at and see, there is another amount of water that looks exactly like that one up, up there, hidden somewhere. But the scientists will never figure out which of these planets are. It's only David who says, open thy flood gates of heaven and let it rain. Hidden somewhere. Verse 22. In the midst of the street of the street of it, and of either side of the river, there was a tree which bare twelve fruits and yield for every month. This tree, <laughs> this tree, this tree I'm thinking is a mango tree, right? They are banana, they are apples, they are grapes in one tree. In one tree. Twelve fruits in that tree. And the leaves of that tree are the healing of the what? Of the nations. I want to speak to those who have diseases that have been embedded to their blood. To the extent that the doctors say, no, we cannot heal this, but you can stay like this until God says it's time. Let me tell you that the healing is waiting for you there. Are you going to make it? Tell your friend, I'm going to this tree. I can't wait to be there. I can't wait to be there. Isaiah 65 verse 25 changes the story and says, The wolf and the lamb shall feed together, and the lion shall eat straw like the bullock, and the dust shall be, shall be the serpent's meat. I, want to, I can't wait to see a lion and the sheep eating together the grass where there's no battlefield. Today, when we are watching National Geographic, one of the greatest things we want to see is lion chasing other animals. But Isaiah says, on that day, these animals will eat together. I can't wait for that. I am going. But I'm concerned that who is not going? I'm concerned. Let's find out who's not going. Because I want to know, before we, 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 we worry about how beautiful heaven is, before we worry about how, how great the heaven is, there's a lot of things to discover when you get to heaven. When you read in the book Heaven, written by Ellen White, we tell you that when we get to heaven, Jesus will take us through heaven to venture it, to see it, and to tour it. There are mountains that we have to see. There's a mountain of the 144. There's a mountain of the Lord. Eish. You know, about the mountain of the Lord, there's something good about it. Because the mountain of the Lord is that same mountain that Satan says, I will put my chair on it and sit here. This is the same mountain which Satan took Jesus on the temptation and put him on it and said, you see here, on that mountain when you sit on it, you can see all the kingdoms from the creation to creation. So God says, when we get to heaven, we will go to that mountain and view it and and study it and know things about it. But who's not going? I want to know. Let's first check what Revelation says about those who are not going before we go to the other books that are writing. But on this mountain, tell your neighbor, I will climb that mountain. So it, it, she says we will have wings by then. So if you want, you can fly. But if you want, you can what? You can climb. It's up to you. It's a choice. Chapter 21, Revelation speaks something of those who are not going now. Verse 8. But the fearful, these fearful ones are those who are faithless. 
But the fearful and unbelieving and the abominable and murderers and warmongers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Let's wait there. Let's wait there. Yeah. And the abominable ones. The word abominable, when I was at school, the teacher said, good, better, best. Yeah, that's the hierarchy, right? Yeah. Bad. Very bad. Disgusting. Abominable. So the word abominable is the last line of something that is bad. Let's go for it. And murderers, how ah, we know this one. And warmongers. What's the word? Now, 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 we, we, we are used to those people we call them prostitutes, right? Those who sell, ladies who sell their bodies to get money, right? But the warmongers are the men who sell their bodies to get money. So now we are used to see women selling, right? But here it says there are men also who are doing what? And sorcerers. Ah, we know them, these ones. Yeah. And idolaters. We know them, those who love idolatry, right? And all liars. Powerful. All shall have their part in the lake with bennet with fire. I like it from Romans chapter 1, verse 29. These are the ones that are not going. Ask your neighbor, neighbor, are you still going? Are you still going? 29, chapter 1, verse 29, Romans. Let's go. Being filled with all unrighteousness, fornications, wickedness, covetousness. Right, let's talk about this word. Covetousness means greedy, desire to have more. You know those people who are never satisfied with anything. He has a wife, but he still wants his friend's wife. He has a husband, but he still wants his friend's friends. What do you need to be satisfied? He has a specific house he stays in, but he still calls to his, the inheritance of his grandfather, whose nephews are staying, say, this is my house, get out. But you have your own home. Those who are never satisfied, they have a certain job that God has given them. Ah, what kind of a job is this? Ah, whatever. When are you going to appreciate? Always complaining because you're not satisfied of this and that and that and that. Maliciousness. Hey, this way. Desire to injure someone. At that point of time, you just enjoy to fantasize it inside of you to see someone in trouble. You're not going. Sit down. Full of envy, debate, deceit, malignity. Malignity is bad character. Whisperers, these are secret tellers. Always having top stories and secrets. Hey, who's really? Yo. And they sit in the same place in the church, always knowing what is on top of the other news, always having the dot com. Hey, have you seen the stories just flow? Tell your neighbor, you're not going with this attitude. Verse 30 backbiters. You see, if you have a problem with someone, it's better to go straight to him and tell him, ah, you know what, uh, uh, I have a problem. I don't like the way you put your tie on. Can you please change it? 
And at least teach him how to t- put the tie in a proper way. Don't just leave him without telling him what to do. Don't just... Going around and talking behind him does not please God. Haters of God. These are the ones who hate righteousness. We cannot discuss about you. Despiteful, proud, boasters. The people who are boasters are those who want to be seen all the time. All the time. Where I am, things must happen my way. My way. So when they happen, I have to come and check. Did I do right? Yeah, yeah, I do right. Oh, good, 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 good. Did I do it right? Once you say no, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. So these are the people who always want to be praised all the time, even if they're doing wrong things. Even if you give him a suggestion on a certain matter, your suggestion, yeah, it's powerful, but not valid. Not valid. Keep it. Inventors of evil things. You know, there are people who are gifted of inventing bad things. You will wonder how they come to that thought, how things happen for them to get to that evil part. You know, when I was reading, I've learned to expand my knowledge. So when I was reading the book of Joshua, I was reading about Sodom, how they got to the point where God said, now I'm destroying this city. Because Moses just summarizes and keeps quiet. But Joshua detailed things down. In that city of Sodom and Gomorrah, Dirty was practiced to the extent that if you bring a new sin of dirty, you are being paid for that shower. I can sleep with the goat. You show them, there will be payment for that. Until then we change our ideas, we pay Inventors of evil. While they stop up until they're thinking about how can I feed my family? How can I pay my bills? How can I do this? Yeah, and I sitting down, he's thinking of all the evil that is in his mind. Gospel Lucas, Eleanor says, the people who are always focusing on evil things, the devil help them to achieve their wickedness. He will help you. So if you focus on it, it happens. Because he'll be there to assist you. Inventors of evil. Disobedient to parents. We know about that. Right? Children obey your parents. Well, this is right in the Lord. Verse 31. Without understanding. They will never understand anything. Always. Ah, I've got a question. But I don't understand that. He will never say any day to say, okay, I have a, I have a solution. What if we do this? Can it work? But every time, they're always having what? Problems. They'll never understand anything. Covenant breakers. Today he will marry you. Three days down the line, you will find the divorce papers on the on the table. No communication, nothing, just divorce papers. It's over. They will agree with you. You know what? You're gonna work for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, I'm gonna pay you two thousand rand. All right, that's cool. That's cool. Pay me, pay me. Then things happen along the work in between. The month is not yet over. Ah, there's no more job. Find something else. For them to break the covenant, to them it's a victory. But what they do not understand is that when you make that covenant, God is also there. Especially the wedding covenant. Don't do it if you do not know what you're doing. First find advice and know what you're going through. Without natural affection. Ah! Now, Paul was talking on this one, referring to gays and lesbians. This is where he was referring to. 
He's saying without natural what? Affection. How does a man long to see another man naked? How does a woman long to see another woman naked? What happened? What transpired? What took place? I know we have friends and relatives who are in that state. It is our duty to preach to them. Because while they still practice it, there is no heaven for them. We have them, we live with them. Let's do our best. Once he's in your family, it's your duty. Don't wait for a miracle to happen. There are no miracles here. Unmerciful. Obvious. These are savages. Always up to no good. Verse 32, still on Romans chapter 1. Knowing who, who knowing the judgment of God, that which commit such things are worthy of death, not only to do the same, but have pleasure in these things. Did you know that there are people who do not act porn, but they can watch porn? That one. There are people who do not what act porn, but they can what watch it. So they have pleasure in what in it. Ask your neighbor, still going? No, louder. Are you still going? I know there are people who don't drink and smoke, but they are still the organizers of the parties. They can organize a party that Nebuchadnezzar has never done before. <laughs> and I'm telling you that the people who will come to that party, they're even told the dress code by an Adventist. And they will follow that dress code. If there's, in, uh, there's what you call entry free, that, yeah, at the gate you pay this much, they will pay that money. You see, this one <laughs> takes my mind. Do you know, Babshabangu, there are people who don't like fighting, right? You will never see them in a battle fighting me, fighting you, you fighting me. No, no, no. But they can go around tell this one, this one say this about you, and this one say this about you. They don't, them, them themselves, they don't fight. But they know what is the and then they stand and say, yo, and don't shy. It was you who started it. You're having pleasure in wrong things. You're not going. You're not going. Galatians chapter 5. Who is not going? I want to know. Verse 20. Idolatry. You know this one? I'm not going through it. Witchcraft. Mm. Yeah. You see, when it comes to witchcraft, there's some sense, something sensible in it, whereby um, some of us, we believe we're bewitched, right? Hello? Ah, you can be quiet, but I know deep down you're dying. There are people, there are some of us who believe we've been what? We've been witchcraft. And some of us come from those families where we are known with Yeah, once you mess with my grandmother. <laughs> You won't know how you got there without your passport. Huh? 
Well, these things exist in us, right? But we'll talk about how to overcome these things in the afternoon, right? Now I want to know who's going and who's not going. That's my concern. Chapter 20, uh, sorry, chapter 5, verse 20, right? Hatred, variance, emulation, wrath. Wrath is being shameless, doing things that you know they are wrong, but you, you have no, nothing inside of you that tells you. The conscience is gone. You can see someone dying. Ah, okay, fine, die. It's all right. You can see someone hungry without bread, and you were in a law for 12 loaves staying, and you're like, yo, astandazi. We don't need prayer now, we need food. We need food. Those people who have no conscience anymore. Then David says, take this heart of the stone out and renew this one. You know a stone, if you hit it, you are the one who's going to cry. It does not feel anything. So David is talking about those hearts that cannot feel anything anymore. Even if you come, if you go to that person to, 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 to correct him in his mistake, you are the one who will walk away crying. Because he's ready to fight back and defend his character. Ask your friend, are you still going? Are you still going? Seditions, divisions, hearsays. These are the people who allow corruption even to the church. Verse 21 Envying, murderers, drunkenness. Yeah, there is a, there's a problem with the issue of wine and, and alcohol. We, we, we have uh, discussions that are endless when it comes to alcohol, right? Ah, but you say if I was drinking the Bible, but no, I was drunk after the flood. No, 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 no. Drunkenness, you are not going. Only sober minds are going there. We know no drink, we know that. We also know that in the waiting at Cana, Jesus gave them a wine, we know. But that does not give you a guarantee. That's not a guarantee. You are not going, my friend, with your verses that you are carrying. Revelings and such like of one which I tell you before, as I have told you in the past, that they which do such things shall not inherit in the kingdom of heaven. Guaranteed. Not going. Understand something. Now, in the church of Galatians, when Paul is speaking these things, Galatia is a town that is found in Greece, right? It is in the middle of Greece. So all the trade that is happening from Spain, from Rome, from, from England, France, they all come down to this place. So in this town, there's a group of people that have gathered up together, different cultures, different tribalisms, different... So all these people come to work together. Now that there is such a confusion in that town, then in such a place, expect a lot of misbehavior. Drug dealing will be there. Prostitution will be there. Human trafficking will be there. Thieves will be there. A lot of things that you can think of, they will be there. The same that applies is today to Johannesburg. Johannesburg today is in a mess to the extent that no one can correct it because there's a lot of cultures that have come together. 
Tosas want to dress like Tosa, Sutus want to dress like Sutu, Kalangas want to dress like Kalanga, and then there are those who are now converted from African to Americans who are dressing like Americans. They dress their way. So they wait for their masters down there in the Hollywood to, to, to produce a certain attire, then you will see everyone in that attire. Some attires you can wonder if this person wanted to dress or he did not want to dress. You'll ask yourself, but you'll never come up with the answer. Yeah. You see, you see, when Paul says, don't you know that these bodies, and they are not yours, they are the temple of God, it finishes everything. Because when Moses created the first temple, the veil that surrounded the temple, when you look at the temple, you will not see the temple of the shoebread inside the temple. It was invisible. It was thick as your palm of the hand. But when they were like their masters, you can see the cherubims, the angels that were there, the two angels. You'll see the two angels. That, there were two angels. You can see the table of the shoe bread. You can see, see the bread. You can see there were candles also. They will be there. You'll be like, okay. You are not going. We are going to have a problem in heaven with you. You are not going. Who is not going? Second Timothy chapter 3. Let's go. Verse 2. For when for men shall be lovers of their own selves. You see, this word <laughs> is vast. When, when one man remember, remember there's the, the, a verse. I once uh, engaged in a in a discussion with someone. Jesus once said, Love your enemy as you love yourself, right? I mean, sorry, love your, fa- your, your, your neighbor as you love yourself, right? And then this verse says, for men shall be lovers of what? Of their own selves. So, so this question was, was, okay, we'll discuss this in the afternoon. Keep it in your mind, right? But we see, are these people wrong loving their own self because Jesus commanded this thing, right? We'll discuss it later. But these ones, when they become the lovers of their own selves, is different from what Jesus says. Jesus said, treat him the same way you treat yourself. This was the command. But these ones are full of pride. I can have all the money, have everything else, have ease with 12 bedrooms, but is fine. I will not even give you one of my bedrooms because pride is in me. I have 12 dogs. I can eat and give them food, but I'll never think of coming to give you food. Covetous. We spoke about this one. Posters, the people of show off. Blasphemers. Eesh. Yeah. Remember when Daniel said, and there was a horn that was that grew and uprooted three horns, and he spoke what? Blasphemy. Blasphemy are those people who've got guts to speak evil things. He knows what he's speaking is wrong and evil, but still he has guts to say it. Disobedient to parents, unthankful and unholy. The unholy means the wicked ones. No matter how much God can speak to them, it means nothing. The pastors preach sermons and they'll tell you that sermon was powerful. But the power of the sermon cannot power them.
Now I understand when David says, create in me a clean heart, O God, and revive my spirit. You see, there is a combination between a heart and a what? And a spirit. These two go together. If God can change the heart and leave the spirit, David knows I'm still in trouble. If God can change the spirit and leave the heart, David knows I'm still in trouble. Then he says, okay, let me be smart. Do it all. Because the heart represents the physical feelings, physical wants. I want this, I want that, I want that, I want that. Because the things that we want most are the things that we have seen. And because the fleshly things are the ones that Paul says they will not inherit in the kingdom of heaven. I cannot miss to be in heaven. When, when, when the writers are writing saying there is a table that is laid that we will dine in that table. I want to tell you something about that table. Not only those who conquered on earth will be on that table. The Bible records that there are other unfallen worlds that God has. On that specific day, these unfallen worlds will also be on that table. All the angels of the God will also be on that table. And then when all this is happening, God himself will be the waiter fitting us what we need. Not only that, this is when Patriots and Prophets comes in now, chapter 4, the plan of redemption. Now we will say, three paragraphs before the chapter ends, says, For the plan of redemption was not only meant to deliver men, but also for God to vindicate himself that he is a good God. You see, when you're about to vindicate yourself, uh, go around telling people to Nalamalan. But instead of arguing with Wabushabangwan, I can just open my wallet and show him what is inside the wallet. That is vindication, a physical what? Proof. So God will not explain to the unfallen world how good he is. But the unfallen world will come to you, Baba Masego. How did you make it from that earth? Then you are going to tell them, why is there was in Marikambe? And this and that and that happened. Some of you will have stories of saying, I was in the church of God. I was a pastor. But Satan came in and started stealing the money of the church. But praise God, that one preacher came and I changed my heart. Some of you will say it. I used to work in that club where I used to dance and show men my nudity. But the word of God came to me and I changed my mind. Some of you will tell them that I was a fraud master Mina, the top dog one. Everything, all the date of Johannesburg was under my computer. But one day when I was in Malikambe, God came to Malikambe and I changed my heart and all the angels would be worried. Okay, so at the Calvary at the cross, this is where things happened. Deserve ages will record that even today, angels are asking, why did he hang on the cross? And they don't understand. All the unfallen ones, they don't understand. But at this table, there will be explanation. God will not defend himself. I will be there to defend him. And you will be there to defend him. But have you overcame these things? Because there's a fight to fight. Have you overcame? You see, one of the great things when you're sitting down there and eating, Jesus will be the MC, by the way, and then he will welcome us. This is Abraham, this is Noah, this is Adam, this is Elijah, Elisha, and other heroes that we do not know that are not written anywhere down. We shall see them all and speak to them and ask them, how was the times when you were evangelizing? What happened? And all the stories will be known in that table. 
And then Jesus will stand up and explain. Now, 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 I'm thinking, uh, it's not written anyway, right? I'm thinking Abraham then will ask, how did you create yourself from yourself and become yourself? Because the issue of incarnation today is a problem to many religious believers. No one understands how did God become a man. But I think Abraham is one who's going to ask this question because when Abraham died, he died with one promised son. I'm not shutting Ishmael outside. But he died with one promised son, right? But God showed him the stars of heaven and said, your children shall be what? Like the stars. So Abraham will ask, where are my children? There's something nice about this if you read it from, uh, from the book called Heaven. And it's also written in the Testimonies Church. And it's also written again. It keeps writing in many books. That when Christ raises the Russians from the grave, but with the new body, right? And then we ascend to the heavens. We travel to the heavens. Seven days we're walking to where? To heaven. And then he will, by the time we get to planet heaven, we will know everything that is outside this galaxy. Something that has taken years for the scientists to figure it out. He will start explaining, you used to call this planet sun. No, this is planet whatsoever. You used to call this planet moon. No, this is planet whatsoever. You used to call this Venus. This is planet whatsoever. There is a highway in the Milky Way to get to heaven, which is not known by man, but only by God. So we will walk on that highway and you get to heaven. And I promise you will be there also, walking in that highway. But the good thing is, when we sit down, I'm, I'm still in this size. He's still in that size, taller than me, right? And then we'll sit on that table. Then Adam will be surprised to see people like me. Because I'll be almost in his knee level in terms of size. And, and, and at least I'm short, but let me tell you, there are other people who are shorter than me. Adam will look and, 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 and he'll be surprised. How did this happen? But when Christ explains the story of redemption, he is the one who will stand up and tell the story. After telling his story, he will do his thing. When he does it, then all men will come to Adam level and all women will come to Eve level. Then all of us will be in the same. So to those whom their wives are taller than them, don't worry, time is coming. We will be all equal. Hallelujah. Amen. And some of us who are, who are short like me, don't worry, don't worry. Your time is coming. You will be in the right level. And some of us who have become a little bit uh, having big bodies, don't worry. The time is coming. You will be fine. But only if you overcome these things. Because no sin will get into heaven. There is no relationship between darkness and light. My concern is, are you going? Who are going? Then Revelation chapter 14 verse 12 says, Blessed are they who do the commandments of God, for they shall have the right to eat the tree of life. Only those who do the commandments of God will have the right to do what? To eat the tree of life. We can talk, we can discuss, we can fight, we can do everything. But if we do not keep the commandments of God, we are not going to make it. I always tell people that there's no need to summarize the whole ten. Commandment number one is everything. You understand commandment number one. Do not have any other gods before me. 
It's done. Nothing else. That means all the instructions will come from who? From God. So everything that comes from God, if you take it and put it into practice, slowly, bit by bit, you become like Him. Because by beholding, you shall what? Become. But the problem here too, we want to live Sunday to Friday in Hollywood. Then on Saturday, go see here, who say, whoa, 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 whoa. I hear events. We were speaking about the issue of worship. That Abraham worshipped in his house Sunday to Friday. On Saturday, he opened a public worship to his servants and to everyone else who wanted to worship God. You worship in your house. When you come in here, you are here to bless others with what happened in your house. So if you fail to worship in your house, what makes you think you'll be able to worship here? No wonder why some people are problematic when they're in church. They don't even know how to worship in their own homes. They don't even pray, neither read the Bible at home. But when they come to church, what does verse 2, chapter 3 mean? Now they have a problem. But if you could have read these things when in your house, you are going to understand these things. Ellen White says in one of his books, you must sleep two hours before midnight, right? But before you sleep, you must read. Because when you read something before you sleep, when you're sleeping, the brains go back to what you're reading and recite on it and, 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 and deal with it. If ever there's something difficult in your life, just, 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 just recite it before you sleep. The time you wake up in the morning, problem will be solved. That's how powerful God created our brains. So these people, they live with Netflix, <coughs> show marks, <coughs> box office, and other stuff that I do not know. Sunday to Friday. In his mind, Jackie Chain and Sylvester Stallone and all the stuff are in the head. And then on Saturday he's here at church. When on Saturday he's here at church, then <laughs> have you ever seen sometimes when you're given something to present, ne? and you stand in front of you and you feel what I'm nothing here. You preach and you preach and you say, and you still feel what I'm doing, what nothing here. Of course, there is nothing. There is nothing. Because there is no way that the whole week you are peace with Jackie Chan. Then on Saturday, you want to understand who's Abraham. It's not going to work. It's not going to work. That's why commandment number two says, Thou shalt not have graven images. Number three is scary. Do not take the name of the Lord. You know what? In vain. This one is vast. It's very big. But I'll, I'll just put it in a small manner. Look at this thing. <clears throat> just imagine you're driving a Mercedes Benz, ne? and then inside there's a, there's a, not that other cars are paid cars, right? I'm trying to put the quality and the engines right here, right? <clears throat> not, not that they are paid. They are good cars. All of them are good cars. Yeah. You're driving your Mercedes Benz, ne? Now, I want you to take the, in this manner. Do not make take the name of Mercedes-Benz in vain, right? I want you to put it this way. You're, you're driving Mercedes-Benz, but when you open the engine, there is a, I don't know which model is it. We call it Nanana. What model is that? We even call it Sprododo. Because the way it starts is... Then we call it... We call it a big... Yeah, a big... You can't put a Bickley engine in a what? In a Mercedes Benz. Because you'll despise the name of what? Of Mercedes Benz. So, 
kunabantu abaziwa njenga masabata ukutibani umsa na uyazishi kutamina nkwese malikambe mina elto malikambe mina but mae puma pangela payana then the boys start calling stretchi moto kavan this week nebozu elta so don't take the name of the lord in vain because god fights for his name ah didn't hear that one god fights for his name Did you know that when Elijah was in the Mount of Carmel, God and Elijah did not make any deal. It was Baal who wanted to put God in shame. And Elijah said, no, it's fine. You know what? Let's put the pools here. Okay, fine. Pour water on top. God was not there. It was Elijah and the prophets. When they were done doing that, then Elijah said, Lord, when it was done, there was no deal. God came down to protect what? His name. When Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were going inside the fire, They did not make any deal with God. There was no deal. But when they said, Oh king, even if we die, let it be known that we died for a living God. No ways. There's no man dying for me. I die for men. God fights. He fights for his name. So if you start anything in his name and then you, you, you misuse it or mismanage it, he takes it away. He takes it away. Because he takes it away. So be careful with things that you call God for. Because my boy, he comes with the full force. That I'm in, I'm in. My child called me, I'm in. And then he takes it away. No wonder why some of them were given nice jobs. And they started stealing. God took it away. Some of them were given nice marriages. And they started misbehaving. God took it away. Some of them were given great positions. And great places. But because you mismanaged, God took it away. So if you fail to make it on earth, you're not going to make it in heaven. Heaven is for those who made victory on earth. This is a battlefield. You fight. Overcome these things. You cannot miss eternal life because you enjoy lying. No. You cannot miss eternal life because you enjoy talking about other people. No. You cannot miss eternal life because you enjoy flying at night. Not with, not with SAA, but with a broom. You cannot miss heaven. I'm here to ask you, are you willing to go to that place? Where death is not there. Where sickness is not there. Verse 5.21 will tell you that. For he will wipe away our tears. For he knows we are crying. He knows we are in pain. He knows we are struggling. But on this specific day, the, the, the revelator says he will stand at the door. I'm thinking it's a door like this one. And take his piece of cloth. <laughs> Just imagine from Adam to the last man standing, a piece of cloth. And he will wipe us off the pain that is on our teeth. And then he will give us opportunity to look back where we come from and imagine That was me, that was me, that was me. And Christ came, now I'm here. There are other things that when we look at them, we will cry. And tears that we cannot wipe by our own selves. Some of us will be meeting our long, long, long loved ones who passed away a long time ago. Oh, what a joy that will be there. Everlasting joy. Can you miss such an opportunity? God is there and he is coming. One day, sooner or later, these trumpets will sound and will ascend into the heavens.
sometimes I'm not worried to be in heaven much, but what amazes me is how is he going to call me inside my grave and I will rise? At least I'm inside my grave. There are those who are consumed by fire. How will they come to life? There are those who are ate by lions, swallowed by the seas, but they will come to life. There are those whom we aborted, they will also be there. What a powerful God we serve. We cannot comprehend his greatness. We will live with him for eternity, but still will not come to understanding how intelligent and powerful he is. He will teach us new things every day, learning new things. I can't wait to count a day without sun. Every day, he will teach us new things. And we will be amazed minute to minute. How did this happen? How did that happen? And then all of us will make it to heaven. <clears throat> then, on chapter 5 of Galatians, Paul says, Just 23. Uh, I'll start from verse 22 because there's something unique that he writes there that you all need to go through it so that you know you are coming or you are not going. This thing of saying, I don't know how, if I'm going to make it or not, look at my behavior and what, what, you know. No, no, we're not interested in those things. The truth is, are you living accordingly? Because Anyone who is studying very well during the year is not afraid of the examinations. When the examinations are coming, he's ready to take them. But if you're not studying during the year, when the teacher says it's time for examinations, you're the one who first starts to get a heart attack. Verse 22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, suffering. Wait, 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 wait. Understand something here. But the fruit of the Spirit, this thing is one, right? But listen to the listing. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith. Wait. How did you come up to have so much when you only had one fruit? Why didn't you say, but the fruit of the Spirit? There is... Now understand something. Paul, when he's answering, says, but the fruit of the what? Of the Spirit. Now, 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 hear this very well. There is no fruit without a tree. All fruits that you see here, there are trees that comes from them, right? So when he says, but the fruit of the Spirit is... so, Which means there must be a vine of Spirit that must grow in you. That is the one that will produce these fruits. On your own, you only imagine, which, okay, now it's time for me to love someone. And then you exercise it. Now it's time for me to have mercy to someone. Then you exercise it. You, you only produce it when you think you must do it, right? But when someone teases you, you, you revert with what you are capable of. You have forgotten that you must what? You must forgive. But if this vine is inside of you, it is the one that knows when to love, when to forgive, when to have mercy, when to be meek. So the vine is the one that must control you. Not you controlling the what? The vine. So if the vine grows you, then there is a reason why God must leave heaven and come down to earth to collect you to go up. 
I can't wait to see Abraham. Ask him. Talk to him. Abraham, what are you thinking, taking Isaac to that mountain? Are you going to cut him? I can't wait to ask all those questions. You also have that privilege. The question is, have you overcame what has been put for you to fight against? Because each and every soldier that is here has his own battle to fight. And your battle is sufficient for you to conquer it. I want to go to that land. I will do what it takes for my name to be written in the book of life. Because when I do the right things, God will come to defend his name in me. When he defends his name in me, then he will write his name on my face. Then now there is a reason why I must ascend up to the heavens. God will not come down because you come to church every Saturday, but he will come down because you lived a good life on when, while you are on earth. Because while you are living a good life, proclaiming his goodness, God blesses you for that. How many of us want to make it to heaven? It's a beautiful place. How many of us want to make it? I invite you to join me in prayer. We may stand as we pray. This is a place that we, we have just fathomed the goodness of it. We are not sure of many things that are there. When the writers are writing, they say God is hidden. The beauties of it. He hasn't shown anyone what he's going to do to men. While the angels are asking, you know the word does not literally say when you are young or when you are youth. The word literally say when there was an opportunity to do what was right, you stepped in and did what was right. Then it says these ones are the ones who crossed over there. When God is saying those words, you are also going to be part of that team. You will be there. I can't wait to have wings. Eesh. I can't wait to see how is it to fly. To eat in the table where God is going to serve as a waiter. Come on. I will ask one elder to pray for us. That we all are going to make it to that place. We have had an opportunity to be a good fruit. So, let's, let us do them and see Christ and proclaim his goodness so that one day we'll live an eternal life. May the good Lord bless the reading of his word. Amen. I will ask Elder to pray for us. A call is made.